This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Hello, everybody. Uh, it's Adam here with you and Jay Baker on the phone with me. It's uh, one of my most exciting times of the week, and that's when we get to present you with the most exciting public affairs show in America. Jay, how are you? I am doing great. It's a brand new year, and of course, our show has a brand new focus as it does each and every week. This very well might be the best show of the year because <laughs> we've only done two of them. Um, That's right. So uh, last week I challenged myself to have some sort of information on the charitable giving of uh, of the corporate sponsors of of a bowl game or of of the college bowl series. Uh, we talked in depth about how many of these college bowls, nearly all of them, have a corporate sponsor, and it's not just about marketing and advertising and getting your name on the bowl game, but it's about uh, how much good they can do through the holiday season as well. And I found a lot of great information about the Peach Bowl, and I wanted to go over that with you and our listeners. Sure. Um, football fans will know the Peach Bowl in Atlanta. It's a, it's a staple of the bowl season. And when you think of um, the bowl games, you know, if you're older, like we are, uh, like kids today, I think you think of like the, the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. Um, but, but old school guys like us, it's the Rose Bowl, the Peach mm-hmm. Bowl, the Gator Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the Orange Bowl. You know, it's just these these one-name bowls, um, the Liberty Bowl, the Independence Bowl, the Sun Bowl. So those those old names, I love those old names, those old bowls. Oh, I do too, yes. Um, so the Peach Bowl has been around since 1968, and uh, here in the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years, it's been the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. So it does have a corporate sponsor, and, uh, you know, some people – do refer to it as just the Chick-fil-A Bowl. Um, if you watch the game, uh, which did you did you see that Ohio State-Georgia game? <laughs> I did. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was a great game. Uh, it was so good. And it came down to a last-second field goal uh, for Ohio State to win, to go to the national championship, and they missed the field goal. I mean, Michigan fans were so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you talk about a lot of drama. Both of those games, actually, both the championship games were were intriguing. It, really? and uh, Because the table was set for two Big Ten opponents who are absolutely the fiercest rivals in the nation without a doubt. to potentially face each other. And then, as you said, the bottom fell out for both teams. So instead of a Big Ten national championship matchup, we have – TCU and Georgia, and you're absolutely right. Both those games had plenty of drama. So good. Such a great, uh, and I'm so glad they were exciting games. And and, uh, one last thing about the game itself. I had uh, in my family room two televisions going. Excuse me. I had, uh, you know, the the game on the biggest TV. And then I had another TV with rabbit ears bringing in the, uh, you know, Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve. And I don't know if you watched both of those events at the same time but i'm telling you jay it was it was eerie that that kick was missed at about the exact moment the ball dropped and it and we hit midnight 
That kick that missed. That is wild. It, I'm telling you, it was weird. It was like scripted or something. Like Hollywood made it happen. Like the wow. right at midnight, they missed that kick. So the the the, oh the kicks my. wide left. The ball drops. 2023 appears on one screen, and uh, Georgia fans are going crazy on the other screen. And you know maybe there's something to midnight, and uh, that kicker had a little Cinderella issue, and he his shoe fell off or something. <laughs> maybe yeah, if that kick was ten minutes before midnight, maybe he would have made it. I don't know. Uh, what so a game! If yeah. you watch the game, you saw the uh, you know the branding, the logos, the images. Uh, it's the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. It's they don't just call it the Chick Fil A Bowl, so it's still a branded uh, classic bowl, the Peach Bowl, and it has been. Um, you know, the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl for uh, close to two, two decades now. And here's something uh, I like. I read from the uh, the vice president of communications. His name's Matt Garvey from Chick-fil-A. He said uh, about the term corporate sponsor, that's not the right moniker. He says, quote, we call Chick-fil-A a corporate partner, not mm-hmm. a corporate sponsor, end quote. So I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. They do things through the year. So they meet with the Peach Bowl um, executives once a month through the entire year. And they have events through the year to support uh, several charities, annual charities and one-time donations. Uh, And just through the first uh, eight years of the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, which started in 2002, they have uh, dispersed over $12 million in charitable donations and scholarships um, to the community, both in and around uh, Atlanta and the country. It's a pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. They, they have a, a golf tournament. It's the Chick-fil-A, uh, the Chick-fil-A Bowl Challenge charity golf tournament, and it's their second best-known event of the year. It was created in 2007. Uh, the tournament consists of two... 12-man teams of NCAA head coaches and celebrities from around the country that participate in this golf tournament, and they compete for over $415,000 in scholarship money and scholarships that will be uh, dispersed through the country. And I'm telling you, I am now, I, now I'm like, I've got to get in that golf tournament. I just... <laughs> because there, there's, uh, there's 12 two-man teams of head coaches and celebrities. I would have hang out with them. <laughs> oh, absolutely. No, it sounds great. Now, I don't know if you can, um, you know, just go to a website and register to play in that thing or if it truly is like a pro-am um, closed-door event for these coaches and celebrities. But uh, in any event, it raises almost a half a million dollars for scholarships every single year. So the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl also has something called the Play It Smart Program. And that began in 2007, Chick-fil-A teaming up with the National Football Foundation to assist with this well-known program that was founded in 1998. It's the Play It Smart program designed to educate underprivileged high school athletes by assigning them an academic coach. Um, it's a new uh, newfound friend mentors. It teaches, it coaches, it counsels, and advocates for its student-athletes and makes itself available for non-athletes as well within the nine Atlanta metro area high schools. The program has an unheard of 96% success rate of graduating its kids from high school. So how cool is that? No, that's impressive. 
like you said, it's more of a partnership. And then they really go out and do things. They don't just write a check. You know, it's not just about missing a field goal at the stroke of midnight. It is. Uh, <laughs> oh. There's a lot of goods, a lot of good things happening. Uh, oh, and then the, goodness, uh, yeah. from the research I found, uh, to top this off, uh, under the category, and that's not all, uh, we'll say the Chick-fil-A Bowl has also given several uh, to several other charities uh, over the years, including the Endowed Scholarship Program. That gives a $100,000 scholarship to a player from each of the participating teams. They've given over $1.5 million to Win Shape Homes. Win, as in, you know, win the game. It's Win Shape Homes, a long-term care home for children who need a caring environment across the United States and South America. They've also given to high school scholarships, the National Guard, Hurricane Relief, the National Kidney Foundation, and countless other one-time donations. So, Jay, the next time you're watching a college bowl game and it's presented by blank, Company X, and you're thinking, this corporate greedy company is just uh, buying airtime to get their logo down my throat. Uh, stop and think, wait a minute, there's some corporate giving going on behind the scenes that I don't even know about. And right. I'm telling you what, with Chick-fil-A and the Peach Bowl, it, tens of maybe hundreds of millions of dollars since uh, uh, the partnership began in 2002 has been raised for charity and foundations. So hats off to Chick-fil-A and the Peach Bowl. And the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, well, once again, and then we're looking forward to what could be a, a very interesting collegiate national championship. For so sure. we'll see. Uh, kind of also in the news, too, uh, there was an athlete who was injured on a recent Monday night football game and was seriously injured and carted off the field. His name is Damar Hamlin. And uh, one of his pet projects was he liked raising money for these toy drives. So he created the Chasing M Foundation, uh, which was committed for uh, for community toy drives. And his goal, his initial goal, and this is a player for Buffalo, his initial goal was $2,500. Nicely enough, uh, prior to the game he was injured and he he got close to $3,000. So that would be a success on one level. But such an outpouring of emotion, this young man who was seriously injured in this game, uh, many people have reached out, including the uh, sizable Buffalo fan base. I mean, that's, you know, you've heard of them call, you you probably do know about this, Adam. They're, they kind of dub themselves the Buffalo Mafia. Yeah, the, it's they, the Bills Mafia. Yeah, those people are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and they take their fandom very seriously because gentlemen who will tailgate in sub-zero weather is a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> now, I've also seen uh, viral videos of their fan base tailgates where oh. it must be tradition to jump on a table like you're in yes. a, the World Wrestling Federation. Um, are, are those staged table fights or you know is, are, are they just that passionate of fans that if another fan of another team walks by it's just instantly a table fight i am not certain but <laughs> i will tell you 
that as a young man in my 20s, I would have thought, hey, that looks like an orthopedic injury just waiting to happen. Oh, so, my goodness. I'm uh, not sure. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to guess uh, Buffalo orthopedic surgeons are making good bank, as we like to say. But the great news about the Chasing M Foundation uh, Community Toy Drive Fund, when we last checked, when we went to press, it's just a little bit over $7 million and climbing. Oh, my gosh. That, that is... includes some sizable donations. We'd like to take our hat off to Bob Kraft of the uh, Patriots organization and also to uh, Jim Ursay of the Indianapolis Colts, who gave very generously as well. Yeah, so you know the whole world knows about this uh, unbelie- unprecedented um, event uh, during a live television football game, uh, and you think about how many football or basketball or soccer games you've actually watched in your life, and it's it's kind of you know just playing the odds. It's kind of amazing that this hasn't happened before. Uh, I know that's a, maybe a dark way to look at it, but. It it did happen uh, recently on a on a money. I mean, most of America saw it either live or the next day through the internet. Uh, Demar Hamlin, is it Demar? Yeah, Demar. Yeah, Demar Hamlin. Hamlin, number four, defensive back, Buffalo Bills, makes a tackle, stands up, and then collapses and has, uh, as far as I know, some sort of cardiac arrest. There was nine minutes of CPR done. Uh, the ambulance came right on the field, took him. To the hospital, the game was canceled. Uh, it was an unbelievable. Of uh, it was a uh, a JFK 9/11 level event. I mean, in in 50 yes. years, people are going to say, "Where were you when Demar Hamlin uh, collapsed?" And even if you weren't watching Monday Night Football that night, somebody texted you or tweeted you or called you and said, "Oh my God, did you see that?" And yes. it. it it's still this much time later. People are still talking about uh, Demar Hamlin and his uh, recovery. Now, uh, at the time of this recording, he is in critical condition. He's uh, his father. I read today. His father has said he's making great strides. Um, we don't know much more than that. If he's uh, going to ever play again, I would guess not. Um, but in the, I guess the aftermath of this unbelievable health tragedy is to look at that toy drive he does that his goal was $2,500 this is amazing that he set up a toy drive to raise 2,500 bucks and it exceeded that and reached three grand you're saying it reached three grand yeah it was right at three thousand dollars so so you know by all accounts everybody's like hey good job everybody we got more than we uh, asked for thanks for helping and then America was so touched and moved emotionally by that tragic event that <laughs> the the purse strings opened. I don't. I've never heard of a of a twenty five hundred dollar GoFundMe account r- reaching upwards of seven million dollars. That's no, amazing. That's just absolutely amazing, and that does speak volumes for that Buffalo fan base, and then just the general outpouring of emotion when you see something that moves you on a television screen. So uh, my hat is off to everybody who's contributed. For certain. And, you know, we obviously want to say um, prayers and uh, all our best wishes to uh, DeMar Hamlin and his family uh, for a, for a speedy recovery. Um, 
And we'll see how this affects the uh, you know fo- football and the NFL uh, moving forward. There's a lot of talk about concussions. Uh, the quarterback from Miami has had like 17 concussions concussions in the last week. Um, Didn't he had one 17 in one game, or, would, or is I mean, that an exaggeration? He, he was like, I think he would just he would put his uh, earbuds in and get a concussion. I mean, get a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're kidding. We're uh, kidding. <laughs> but, but injuries. I mean, we are. There's some sort of precipice here. We're getting to some sort of um, you know critical. Uh, it's 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 a critical mass. Critical now. mass. We're right, at critical yes. mass with the NFL and the injuries. And a lot of people are noticing. Hey, you know what? It's just a game. Uh, let's not kill each other. Um, well, that's what happens when you have very large and very fit guys squaring off and you're absolutely right so we'll see what what happens out of all this if i had a 300 pound man running 40 miles an hour straight at me uh, i would be in the hospital yes so these guys are just the they're in unbelievable condition and shape they uh they know the risks and they're doing it you know it's it's a game they love that pays them an enormous amount of money and they want to do it and, and uh, America loves watching. And them. the ratings are there, and America loves it. Absolutely. Um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I was just going to say, I'm kind of a car guy, so I'm excited about this. We always like to look at different charity events. And, you know, there's so many different ways to raise money for charity. So I don't know about you, Adam. I'm always a little impressed when people think outside the box. But this is kind of cool. This is going to happen at the Barrett Jackson auction which is an automotive auction in scottsdale arizona on january 28th the very first gmc hummer electric suv will be auctioned off so whoever buys this car will have serial number zero zero one and i didn't know that talk about an oxymoron an electric hummer electric hummer yeah they kind of determined that larger suvs uh now with the battery technology uh it like you said it does sound kind of counterproductive because uh supposedly electrical vehicles good for the environment but you're thinking big old hummer <laughs> yeah i like, mean i think half the fun of driving a hummer is getting three miles to the gallon absolutely it is um, but uh yes the electric hummer which will be uh, quite a vehicle. In fact, uh, the retail price, when I saw this, I thought to myself, well, this is the kind of vehicle that Adam would routinely buy. <laughs> sure. What, how much? <laughs> the sticker price on a electric Hummer is $105,595. Wow. But I wow. can get them back down to one oh four nine. Let me wanna, let me talk to my manager and see if I can get it down to one oh four. Let me talk to him. Yeah. Uh, so so what are they if it if it retails for hundred and five K, what are they expecting in the auction? They are expecting a similar uh, GMC uh, pickup truck uh, sold for two point five million dollars, and that was the first uh, car of that. Uh, particular brand and vehicle type. So they are bidding on vehicle number 001 because obviously you can only go up in value, but that fetched $2.5 million at a similar auction. So they kind of expect the GMC Hummer will go for a similar price. 
Well, and you're paying for it because it's the first one made. So, you know, for me, I'd have to wait until the 10,000th made vehicle, and then I'd have to wait 20 years for the price to come down to about 30000 sure. <laughs> Yes. Because there is some depreciation there. There's no way this car is going to be oh, worth yeah. $105,000 in 10 years. Uh, but yeah, but that's I, a lot I, of money. Yeah, I do find it interesting. You know, uh, we, we live in a country which has such – uh, tremendous, uh, you know, what's the best way to put it? You know, there's tremendous wealth here yeah. in the United States. And I think it's kind of cool if you can tap into that and make it for charity. And I, as I was doing some research on this, I thought, well, that's interesting. And then one page over, it said there's another auction that'll occur at that same event. They're going to auction off the very first 2024 Mustang. And I don't know if you're, once again, I'm a car guy, so I'm a nut about this stuff, but Mustang uh, keeps getting more and more powerful cars. Their Mustangs are like just the shade under a NASCAR vehicle when they roll off the assembly line. Okay. So, so they are highly collectible items anyway. And oftentimes, like if you were to try to purchase a 2024 Mustang, not only would you have to have big checkbook, but you'd also probably have to have a dealer that has some ins because these vehicles are almost impossible to get. But the very first 2024 Mustang will be uh, auctioned off at that event as well. The proceeds will go to the Juvenile Diabetes Foundation. But this vehicle is expected to only fetch in the neighborhood of a million dollars. Well, then maybe uh, you can, you and I can go in on it, half mil each. Yes, yes absolutely. A million it's bucks like, for that one. Um, just a million bucks, probably. You know, I, for that I always, you dream about cars. I'm not as much of a car guy as you, but certainly there's some vehicles out there I'd love to have. What is the car for you if, if money was, for example, my, uh, I have a brother in law's friend who always wanted a Lamborghini. And he's about 46 years old, and about six months ago, he bought a Lamborghini. And, I mean, isn't that crazy? Uh, Sure. These are $200,000 cars. He did find – I mean, he did, like, five years of research. Um, He's he's single, no kids, so he has a lot of, uh, you know, disposable income. Um, if you're 46, married with three kids, I don't know if you're going to buy a, a Lamborghini. <laughs> but, that may be uh, the last thing you do before your attorney contacts yeah. you. Yes. So, but if you're if you're you know you got a great job and some disposable income, and you've always wanted a Lamborghini, and you find one that's 17 years old in great shape, that's only you know seventy thousand dollars. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Why uh, wouldn't so you? he did it. He bought one. He has it in his garage. He drives it once in a while. <laughs> um, what What is the car for you? You've always wanted, if money was no object, you win the lottery tomorrow, what are you going to get? Oh, I think for just the sheer craziness of it, probably a Ferrari. And if you were going to go all out, why not buy like the newest, baddest, most techno Ferrari, brand new right off the showroom floor that's that's the route i would go and i'm sure the price would be insanely prohibitive it'd be, expensive it'd be nuts um those uh, new ferrari they look like spaceships oh i know uh, you know what though I'd, i might go old school ferrari like uh, magnum pi era sure uh, yeah because the new ferraris you know from from two blocks away they just look like corvettes 
The new yeah, Corvettes I'll, I'll are grant you that. those new Corvettes are so sleek. So, they you know, if you had a Magnum PI yeah. 1985 Ferrari from three blocks away, people would think Tom Selleck was pulling up. I think if you could grow the mustache just right, people would think it was Tom Selleck. I would absolutely buy the Batmobile. I'm talking about the Adam West 1960s with the big fins. Um, I would flame out the back. They, there's a company that's licensed to make those and sell them, and uh, I so I would absolutely get get in touch with them and say uh, I want to commission a Batmobile. Uh, they're street legal, and uh, but there's no back seat. So uh, if you have yeah. kids, again, you're you're married with three kids, you're not buying the Batmobile. <laughs> it's tough to find room for the groceries, isn't it? Yeah, you can't you can't put the the pumpkin seat. The car seat can't go in the front seat anymore. Can't go. So yeah, the Batmobile's not very uh, practical for you. This is a, a cool thing. Uh, you know, we talk about great names for charities. This is happening in Rhode Island on Aqua Deck Island. Their charity hockey game, which is going to happen January 15th at St. George's Ice Rink in beautiful Aqua Deck Island. It's uh, the firefighters versus the police officers. Of very that popular. community in the charity, a very popular uh, format for charity hockey games. It is called the Guns and Hoses game. <laughs> I love it. Guns and Hoses. Isn't that great? That is Guns great. Guns and Hoses. I got to get a t shirt. You know, they sell those online and give money to the charity. So I got to get yeah. a Guns and Hoses t shirt. Guns and Hoses. I thought that was very well done. And, uh, you know, would they get Axl Rose to drive the Zamboni? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? That's more and more possible. Uh, <laughs> 30 years ago, not a chance. Today, maybe, no. uh, maybe, maybe. He, he might be working the snack bar. You don't know. He might, he might be. <laughs> you know, that's a band that's had several ups and downs, so you just have to catch him at the right time. you got to have Slash play the national <laughs> anthem on his guitar before that game. Oh, my that gosh. would be great. Here's a, an interesting study from some British engineering students. Uh, they were queried about Santa Claus and how much uh, power his sleigh would have to have. They calculated the amount of toys and the sleigh itself. Uh, they did add that they would probably have to put the same wings that you would put on a commercial jetliner to stabilize the vehicle. But they calculated for Santa to do all the things that he needs to do on Christmas Eve, delivering the toys, that Santa would have to proceed at a fairly brisk rate of 12,300 miles per hour. <laughs> that is some math. Uh, they figured it out to hit every single house they in the world it out. in one night. Yes. 12,000 miles an hour. figured out number of toys, number of visits, sleigh. Uh, and yes, uh, Santa Claus, 12,300 miles per hour. That's why I think Santa Claus should be depicted as instead of wearing those little glasses, he should actually be wearing goggles. Yeah. Like, uh, the old, uh, the, the fighter, the, the air, the, the fighter pilots in, uh, from world war one. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. For sure. I I'm on your page. I'm on your side. There. It's too funny. And super quick, uh, you know, obviously, this is the time of year that you want to be thinking about your health. And a couple of key things have come up in recent medical studies. One is that hydration may be more important than you know. They've actually linked 
uh, the amount of water that you take in to uh, aging. So the more hydration, the slower the aging. Now, obviously, there's, as we always like to say with all these studies, uh, drink more water, comma, in moderation. You don't want to suddenly say, well, water is good for me. I think I'll drink four gallons today. Well, you know, that's been something I've had on my list of things to do for pretty much most of my life is I need to drink more water. And I'm addicted to Diet Coke. I have coffee in the morning. I try to have a couple glasses of water through the day. And all of a sudden, it's nighttime, and I haven't had one sip. Uh, that's why I look like I'm 500 years old, Jay. And uh, <laughs> you've, you've proven the study I, right. Though. I will say that um, uh, I just, uh, through uh, my side hustle, my production company, I just put together uh, a radio commercial for a company that does uh, these flavor packets for your water. And, uh, you know, I don't need to give them a free plug, but um, I I will just say that it's a, I'm going to heed that advice. If, if I put some flavor packets in my water, I'd probably drink more because I just don't, I, you know, I love to drink water when I'm thirsty, when I'm out for a jog or playing some basketball, but I just, if I find it hard just to drink water, flavorless water Mm -hmm. all day, but if there was some sort of flavor in it, I could probably do it. So I'm going to look into these flavor packets. Now, I know the flavor packets probably come in, you know, citrus flavors like lemon and lime, but I think if they would develop one that tasted like pepperoni, I think that there you go. go. I would be drinking a lot of water. You'd be up to eight slices a day. I mean, eight glasses of water. (laughs) Eight glasses a day. It was funny you said that. Yeah. Eight to 10 glasses is the recommended amount. Very cool. Uh, We had a good show. I think we covered a lot of ground. Uh, Let's get into some more health health and fitness uh, advice uh, later this month, especially with New Year's resolutions still being a hot topic. Uh, My name is Adam Ritz. He was Jay Baker. Thank you for listening today. You can hear this show and all of our previous shows on the website, adamritzshow.com. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out-of-Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com.